In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I thought today we would talk about the groups for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. The pots were unveiled today. Uh, among the eight groups, there are quite a few very, very interesting ones, but let's go through them first. Group A contains Russia, Uruguay, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Group B, Portugal, Spain, Iran, and Morocco. Group C, France, Peru, Denmark, Australia. Group D, Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, Nigeria. Group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia. Group F, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, South Korea. Group G, Belgium, England, Tunisia, Panama. Group H, Poland, Colombia, Senegal, Japan. Of course, the U.S., Chile, Italy are in the group of nothing. Uh, there's been a lot of debate already, as there should be, about what are going to be the toughest groups in next season's World Cup and what are going to be the easiest. I've already had an uh, email from a very good friend of mine questioning how in the world Russia got into a group with Uruguay, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. By far, it appears to be the easiest group among all eight. Uh, Russia, of course, is the host. Seeing as what's going on in the current political climate, Knowing FIFA's history, knowing the history of how countries land the World Cup, there are going to be a lot of questions raised about how in the world Russia, even in a blind draw, could end up uh, in a group as easy as this one. Uh, the toughest groups, there's quite a few, I think, that are going to be a little bit tougher than everyone assumes. I think Group D, naturally, is going to be very, very tough. Argentina, arguably one of the world's best teams. Lionel Messi's likely final go uh, to win a World Cup, to win anything of consequence uh, with Argentina. Croatia is filled with attacking talent. Luka Modric uh, will head that team, the Real Madrid playmaker. Iceland is the world's darling after their run uh, two years ago. And Nigeria is one of those teams that always has talent, can't seem to put it together as consistently as you might think, but they are a very tough team. Uh, another tough group will, of course, be Group F, Germany, the reigning champs. Mexico, who I think a lot of people in the U.S. should should adopt. Uh, I love the way that Mexico plays under Juan Carlos Osorio. Uh, Sweden, a very, very good team. They got in uh, in a playoff. And South Korea, which kind of rolled through its uh, qualifying group in Asia, I think is going to be another tough one. Uh, and then we go to Group G, Belgium. Uh, the golden generation for Belgium, filled with players uh, who just, you know, are technically gifted, very fast. Uh, they, they feature for some of the world's best teams. It's going to be a fantastic group with England, uh, perennially underachieving England, but a group with 
a young squad filled with attacking talent, filled with depth. Uh, could this be their year? And Panama, coming out of CONCACAF, arguably the world's easiest uh, qualifying region. Uh, but I think Panama could end up being a spoiler in this group. Uh, the way that it plays, its physical, defensive style, it could be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, group H with Poland, Colombia, Senegal, and Japan. That's kind of a mystery group. Poland with Robert Lewandowski. Uh, you know, all you need is one good striker, and you can do some damage in the World Cup. Poland has that. Colombia has a lot of uh, depth on the wings and up top and in the midfield. That would be fun to watch. Japan is another one of those teams you just don't know too much about. But if I had to pick off the top of my head... The groups that are going to go through Russia and Uruguay in Group A, Portugal and Spain in Group B, I think France and Denmark in Group C. France, I think, is going to be among the favorites, as they should be. I'm not really going out on a limb there. Group D, I'm going to go a little bit differently, and I'm going to see Argentina and Iceland in Group D. Group E, I'm going to go with Brazil and Costa Rica. Group F, I'm going to go with Germany and Mexico. Group G, Belgium and England. And Group H, I'm going to be a little bit goofy, and I'm going to go with Colombia and Japan coming out of Group H. Uh, those are my picks for the World Cup groups. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to add them in the comments section, you can email them to me at droberson at AJC. Uh, you can post them on Facebook uh, at Atlanta United News Now. I posted a story earlier today talking to Greg Garza after his multi-year contract with the Five Stripes was announced on Wednesday. Uh, my birthday, by chance, that was a funny one. I was driving to go see a play uh, with my girlfriend and got a uh, message that the uh, deal was about to be announced. So that was you know, an interesting kind of 30 minutes for me. Uh, big thanks to Chris Vivlemore inside the office for helping me out with that. Uh, but I always enjoy talking with Greg. He's always a thoughtful guy, always a good guy. Um, he's a guy who's been kind of searching for a permanent home. He's had a bit of bad luck at a lot of the places he's been, uh, whether because of injuries or because of rules changes within the league. So it's kind of good to see him land with a team that uh, you know wants to promote stability, has a good core in Atlanta United, has potential and ambition. Uh, obviously, Atlanta United played much better with, with Garza roaming up and down that left flank uh, than without him. Uh, not to say that Mikey Ambrose and Chris McCann didn't play well. They did. Uh, but it's just a little bit different with Garza than with those other guys. The big questions for him around him, uh, you know, voiced by several of, of his team supporters, is his history of injuries. He had two hamstring injuries in September that sidelined him uh, for about seven games, six or seven games, I think. He said the hamstring is fine now. He thinks that the first one was just a result of uh, kind of the fatigue, the number of games in short in such a short period of time. The second one, he might have rushed himself back a little too much. He thought he had done everything uh, to recover from the first one, suffered against New England in the middle of September. And then they went to New England. It was a cold, wet night. He got out there, and he said he could just feel it almost immediately. Uh, the team wasn't training as often because of the eight games in 24 days, so he thought that... Um, he just he, he thought he was going to be okay, but had he been able to train and, and be able to really test the hamstring out, he likely would have known 
better if he was going to be able to play, but that's how the schedule was made. And so he's guessing that the 2018 schedule, which will come out in January, uh, likely that won't be a problem. Um, but anyway, I hope you'll get a chance to read that. I've tweeted it out at Doug Robertson AJC. You can find it on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes. And I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, this is it for me, uh, Doug Robertson, again, with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I am posting also... Uh, team-by-team capsules for the World Cup. I'm calling them the way-too-early World Cup capsules. I've posted two. I hope you'll have a chance to read them as I continue to post them throughout the month. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm Ernie Suggs, racing culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mm-hmm.